Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode two of Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield. With me today is Craig McKenzie, host of Rarely Going. Craig, how are you today? Hello, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk about the trailer. Yeah, it all came out of nowhere, really. First, it was an announcement, and then randomly a trailer leaks, and then it actually Mm -hmm. drops. It's exciting times. I always love this kind of build up to something new. Yeah, and I listened to the second episode of Rarely Going this morning when I was grocery shopping. Thank you for the shout out for this show. No problem. So you had mentioned, was it you that had mentioned on the podcast you thought maybe it was all planned that the trailer was leaked? Yeah, I'm I'm not a conspiracy buff, but sometimes you think that things are a bit conveniently placed for release. Right. Airs on a Canadian TV network, then it Mm -hmm. leaks online and then it gets pulled down. So people are talking about it and then, oh, look, here's the official release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the timing is a little suspect, but who knows? Yeah. Well, it is so good to have you on today. Thank you for joining me. Pleasure to be here. Listeners, Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Star Trek episode as it drops and other topics we decide to talk about along the way. On this episode, we're reading and discussing your feedback on the Lower Decks trailer, which, as we mentioned, was just released. I'll post an open channel conversation thread when every new episode drops. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments may be edited for time. Craig, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so our first comment is from Greg Malumbi. Sorry if I've butchered the pronunciation. It'll happen. (laughs) I'll try my best. Uh, He simply said, well, that was something I didn't expect. I kind of liked it. (laughs) yeah i had similar sentiment on the trailer podcast i wasn't sure what to expect but it seemed to skew a bit more comedic than i thought it was going to right i didn't think it was a bad thing but it just surprised me a little because star trek does have this reputation of being very kind of self-serious where the comedy is more kind of situational Mm -hmm. where this is just outright comedy and not taking itself too seriously and it's a different take and there's room for a different take i think Oh, totally. I kind of expected it because knowing Community and Rick and Morty pretty well, I thought this was this was the direction that they were going to go with it. Yeah. And yeah, I know Community really well, but I haven't seen Rick and Morty. It's something I do intend to fix at some point. I need to have a look at it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Star Trek references in Rick and Morty. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like that kind of show. And uh, Greg here, our first commenter, Greg and I met last year at STLV. Oh, cool. Great, great guy. Yeah. So next comment is from Ian Buckley. I was already excited for it. This definitely didn't change my mind. Like the look of the Cerritos or Cerritos. It's Cerritos. And crew so far, I'm sure it'll be a fun ride. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll entertain week on week. Yeah. Carlos Perez says, I can't red emoji heart it enough. 
And Patrick <laughs> Carlin says, definitely looking forward to the show. That trailer had me laughing from beginning to end. Hashtag Blast Shield. Blast Shield goes up. Blast Shield goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Blast Shield thing. Um, I think that's one of the jokes that people are talking about. Some people are hating on it. Some people are loving it. I think oh it's funny. Oh my gosh, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, if I get something where I just press a button and something happens, I'll find myself doing it over and over again as well. You're going to play with it. I mean, yeah. come on. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, up next we have J.J. Becker. I was pretty tepid on the idea of a cartoon, but this has piqued my interest. I'm excited to see what they do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cool. cool that the trailer sort of convinced you to give it a go. Yeah, and we kind of got the idea, you know, with the new animated series in Star Trek, we got a lot of that in Ephraim and Dot, the short treks from season two. So I think that was th- that was kind of along the same lines. Yeah, that was a really good short, that one. Ephraim mm-hmm. and Dot, I really enjoyed it. Karen Hasha says, first time commenter on a brand new show. So listeners... If that threw you, or Craig, if that threw you, I like to sing first time commenter in right, okay. whichever way it comes out when somebody is a brand new, when someone is a first time commenter on the show. So Karen is our official first time commenter on Open Channel. She says, looking forward to listening to Open Channel. Thank you, Karen. I'm looking forward to hearing your comments on Open Channel. I loved this trailer. It looks like it's going to be a fun, lighthearted show. Something I might be able to watch with my 13-year-old. Nice. Yeah, I think 13 is a great age. It seems like it would be a great age for this this series. Yeah, it's the kind of age you'd want to watch Family Guy and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it's in that vein. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't watched Family Guy in a long time. But yeah, at 13, you definitely want to watch something that's a bit more risky. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's a little bit more risky. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So up next, Chris Hill. I was going to watch it because it's Star Trek, but now I'm enthused about it. Fair enough. Trailer did its job. Mm -hmm. Liam Smart. I want it now. Actually, I just want it to be shown in Australia. Yeah, the international distribution is a bit iffy, as in there isn't any other than Canada. (laughs) We're not really sure what any of it's going to be like yet. Yeah, might have to enlist Section 31 to get a hold of the episodes. (laughs) And Liam Smart, of course, is another host on the network, and you'll be hearing a lot more from him. Specifically, he'll be in the Vedic Assembly, which is about DS9. And Her Pika Highness on Twitter says, Fun, exciting, and filled with hilarious winks and digs at Trek's own past. This looks to be exactly the show that I hoped it would be. Also, Mariner with the Blast Shields moment is basically me on a starship. I would never stop pressing that Blast Shields button, probably not until it runs out of battery and I get demoted back to the Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your comment, Belinda. Yeah, so you play with the buttons. We'd all do do it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Mark Rodriguez says, looks hilarious. I just hope in addition to humor, they also tell socially relevant stories allegorical storytelling for me is what elevates Trek from other good sci-fi that I also enjoy that doesn't get into my heart and soul like Trek and what I watch it for LLAP yeah I'm hoping there's a bit more than just the the onslaught of gags that we had in the trailer I think the trailer would have picked the gags to get people in the mood but 
I think they'll have to tell something. You know, they'll have to get us invested in this somehow. Yeah, I do like the kind of fast-paced nature of, say, Rick and Morty. But I think I, I think you're right. I think that they will also kind of weave in Trek storytelling in a way, too. Yeah. They'll have to. It's called Star Trek, so they have to. Right, yeah. I mean, it's got to be, it's it's still got to be Star Trek. But I, I just, I'm, I'm, I, I am so excited about this show. I'm just, to experience Star Trek in a new way. And I just love that we're witnessing, we're in the middle of, of this huge evolution of Trek in a way that we've never seen it before. Yeah. Every show is completely different from the last. Mm-hmm. And they're jumping around the timeline they're playing around with everything the franchise has to offer so yeah that that's how you stop the quote unquote franchise fatigue that they cited before yeah that i don't yeah. really agree with but you would i didn't stop either it by doing that mm-hmm. yeah joshua devries says this looks absolutely delightful the characters really explode off the screen and i'm digging the comedy style plus borg and chronos can't wait to see where this is heading. What'd you think of all the Borg, Craig, in that one clip? I'm pretty sure they were some kind of training simulation because they were taking it too lightly otherwise. Usually if there's that many Borg in a room, you're not thinking about, let's punch them. You're usually thinking about, let's get away from them as quickly as possible. Huh. I hadn't considered that it might be a training simulation. I suppose we'll see. Yeah, could be wrong, but that's what I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Paloma Bennett says, I loved how Ensign Brad Boimler started off the trailer doing a full captain's log. The USS Cerritos actually looks super badass. The animation style is cool. Yeah, I like the animation style. Yeah. The Cerritos is weird in that the two sides of the ship don't seem to be connected. So I'll be interested to see how they actually get between one side and the other. Hmm. I haven't looked at the ship too, too much. But I did, I heard on your on your episode that it is a town in California, Cerritos is. Yeah. And it also means little hills, I believe, in okay. Spanish. So I don't know. I don't know what the connection is, or maybe somebody's just from Cerritos, California. Yeah. Well, it's a typical thing in classes in Star Trek that they're all named after a theme, or mm-hmm. at least in some, some of them, so... In this case, the California class, which is what the Cerrito says. I'm oh, guessing. yeah, that makes sense. I'm guessing everything, every ship in its class will be named after something to do with California. Okay. Yeah. Ian Davies says, I loved the trailer. This looks like it will be amazing. I just hope the rest of the world is allowed to watch it. We're still waiting on those short treks. I know, Ian... So many people have commented about this, and I feel for you. I wish that I could do something to help, but I have zero power. But I'm really hoping that you do get the short treks and that that they announce how we're going to see Lower Decks in the other parts of the world. I don't know where he's from, but they're out on Blu-ray now. Everything except Children of Mars Mm -hmm. is on the Blu-ray, which is a good way to get it. I've got the Blu-ray. I've just not watched it yet, but yeah. Um, I don't think the season two ones are on Netflix yet in the UK, certainly. But yeah, yeah, they need to sort out the distribution because we don't live in a world where people are willing or going to wait for things by and large. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all behind the scenes negotiations and everything. And I am hoping that as I mean, we've been in what Discovery was 2017. 
So we've been in this new Star Trek universe for three years. Yeah. And it seems like this should be a priority now because we've got so much content coming out. Yeah. Sort out who's going to screen it and where. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Brandywine12 on Twitter says, Now I'm even more excited about this. I too loved the Blast Shield song. Dave and I laughed out loud more than once. Come on, August 6th. (laughs) And at Brandywine12 on Twitter is Brandy Jackala or Jacola, who is also another host on the network. And she is in the Vedic Assembly as well, the DS9 podcast. And she is one of the co-hosts of Boldly Go, our Strange New Worlds podcast, hosted also by Suzanne Williamson. So that that podcast is hosted by the women. <laughs> or it will be when <laughs> it, it will ever be. appears. Yeah. When, yeah. when COVID allows. Oh, ev- we... Ah, uh, yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, so, listeners, we're going to move on to your questions and concerns now because I think that this series is going to be a little bit polarizing too. There's there's a lot of questions and concerns about that. So let's move on as, to that. As opposed to the other Star Trek series. <laughs> as opposed to Next Generation and DS9 yeah. and Voyager and Enterprise and Discovery and Picard. This yeah. one's going to be different. People are going to yeah. be concerned about it. <laughs> yeah. So our first uh, question or concern or both is Nicholas Paul Collinson. It certainly looks different. If I have a problem with it, it's that it looks maybe a little bit too Rick and Morty. But it still looks really fun, and I'm super excited to meet these characters. I showed the trailer to my partner, who has so far only watched Discovery and Picard, and she was very surprised but intrigued. So yeah, it can bring new people in. Uh, So, Craig, I have to give you a, a line reading on Nicholas's comment, because he put in ellipses at the beginning. So he said, it certainly looks different. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> we needed a dramatic pause in there. But yeah, uh, Nick is also another host on the network. Uh, one of one of the members of the Vedic Assembly. Cool. A lot of people from the Vedic Assembly commenting. We've got them all. Yeah. We've got them all. <laughs> we have the whole trifecta of Vedics. <laughs> and Matt Pappas says, I think I'm spoiled a bit on the animations of Rebels and Clone Wars. Yes, I like Star Wars too. I do too, Matt. However, I will definitely watch this because the space and ship animation and design looks great, and I'm interested to see how the story unfolds regardless of the animation style. I like Star Wars as well. Yeah. So, yeah. There's room for everything. We can like it all. (laughs) That's what's great about being a nerd. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. The animation style is... It's good. I think it suits what they're trying to do. It's clean. It's neat. It's mm-hmm. it's not too busy. I like it. Yeah, the the ship looks great. The exteriors look great. The characters are all recognizable, which is important. Mm-hmm. I really like those the establishing shots that we saw in there. I thought Matt. I thought I thought those were really nice looking too. Yeah. So Daniel Huckfield, I am really looking forward to it. Slightly worried that it might be full of fan service, which is cool at times, but I hope it finds its own way too. Just hoping I can see it in the UK. Yeah, yep. international distribution. It might be full fan service. There's a chance of that, especially with Mike McMahon being such a big Star Trek fan, particularly TNG era. So we'll just see, I guess, as long as they use it well. I am okay with fan service. I have no problem with it, especially in a, in a series like this. Empty fan service is a different issue. True, but, but how do you... 
decide what's empty fan service and what's you know substantial fan service what's the difference uh, watch star wars the rise of skywalker <laughs> and you'll see some examples of empty fan service uh, okay okay that's fair <laughs> yeah I get that. But, you know, they can do, I've said this before, but they can do whatever they want to because it's animated. They can have any voice actor from any other Star Trek series and figure out a way to write them in. Yeah. You know, we could get Q on on yeah. here some in some way. Yeah, John Delancey, why not? I'm sure he would do it. I mean, he'll voice mobile games. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. he do this? Uh, so that's, if you're listening, uh, producers and CBS All Access we want John Delancey on Lower Decks. <laughs> Kirsty Keene says, I'll admit to being on the fence about this one. I'm just not a big fan of animation, but I'm definitely feeling a bit curious now. Of course, I have no idea when, if the UK will get this. There seems to be a trend here. And I can't say anything else that we haven't already said. I hope so too, Kirsty, that it happens soon. It's something I was kind of talking about during one of the podcasts um, in the run-up to the show. Animation isn't for everybody. Some people have difficulty just watching animated things and taking them seriously. And I totally get that. I think it's... I don't think they're aiming for a big audience with this one. I think they're just making it as a you know, maybe less expensive experimental thing and yeah it's not going to be for everyone i think that's going to be this era of star trek in general not everything will be for everyone and that's mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah of course so next up janessa kiharda i think that's the that's pronunciation exactly guide. right yeah decent yeah well done me okay still not a fan of the character designs i got spoiled with anime years ago and my taste still run that way the backgrounds and ship designs look gorgeous and high def However, and maybe the story will help me get over not liking the character art. Yeah, well, if you're spoiled by anime, there's not an awful lot we can do about that. That's yeah the way it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, today is Janessa's birthday. Oh, happy so, birthday. Happy birthday, Janessa. Janessa and I also met at Star Trek Las Vegas last year. Nice. And at the beginning of the quarantine here, I'm in, I'm on the east coast of the U.S. I'm near New York. I'm right outside of New York City in Jersey City. And I, it was like so boring at the beginning. And Janessa sent me coloring books and crayons and colored pencils to keep me, to help keep me occupied. <laughs> and one of them was a Star Trek The Next Generation coloring book. Oh, wow. I know. And the other one is a Keanu Reeves coloring book. <laughs> who is, I, I mean, I think Keanu Reeves is amazing and 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 I just really like him a lot. So it was so cool. Janessa just surprised me with those little gifts and they kept me busy and, you know, kind of actually it was a little bit therapeutic to be able to color those things during the the, 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 the beginning of the uncertainty. Did you stay within the lines at least? I tried my best. Yes. <laughs> I tried my best. I'm still I'm still using them. Cool. That that's a really cool thing mm-hmm. how very thoughtful of her i know pierre larocco says i was hoping it would be more like young justice and less like teen titans go it seems like we're getting teen titans go star trek and that is disappointing so i don't really get that from from the trailer but i can certainly see pierre 
how it's you know a little bit more zany and off the wall like teen titans can be yeah yeah young justice is very serious it's a serious take on those characters serious take on that world where teen titans go is a bit more self-aware and yeah i can see this sort of stylistic link and it's just like i said it's maybe not going to be for everyone if you can't mesh with the style then you can't mesh with the style it's just as simple as that but maybe you will maybe the trailer is kind of misleading in a way it's possible I guess we'll see. Kevin Scharf says, I think it's less Teen Titans Go and more Rick and Morty. That's the show Mike McMahon cut his teeth on. Yeah. I suppose maybe if you if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, but you have seen Teen Titans Go, then that's the comparison you might make. But Sure. Um, I haven't seen Rick and Morty, so yeah, I'm willing to accept that it's, it's similar or seems similar enough. I really like Rick and Morty because... There there are a lot of Star Trek elements, not just that there are some Star Trek uh, references and stuff, but, you know, the time there's this thing about keeping the timeline consistent and all of that. And I like that Mike McMahon pays attention to all that kind of stuff. And there's so much with like traveling to other worlds and time travel and, and whatnot that I think it's I, I really like Rick and Morty. There's a few things aesthetically that I'm not a fan of and a few elements of some of the characters that I'm I'm not a huge fan of, but I do like the show a lot. Cool. I do intend to give it a look at some point. It's on that ever growing list of things I should watch that never gets any shorter. Yeah. It's a really easy watch. Yeah, I've heard that, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it a look. And that brings us to the end of your comments for this week. Craig, what'd you think about hearing about our listeners' thoughts on the Lower Decks trailer? I really liked the enthusiasm that was coming across, the fact that people have reacted to the trailer and are willing to share that their thoughts, initial thoughts with us. I, I just love hearing opinions on Star Trek. Whether I agree with them or not. In fact, when I don't agree with them, that's when the best discussions can come out sometimes. So it seems that a lot of people are on the same page as to this. As in the, don't know what it's going to be like, but I'll give it a look. That seems to be the general consensus here, which is absolutely fine. It's something different. We've never had anything like this before. Yeah. I like that idea that when somebody has a different opinion with you about Star Trek, then sometimes that's when the best conversations are facilitated. Yeah, there's room for it all, and you can have a civil adult conversation. It doesn't have to be these flame wars that people keep having on the internet. Right, yeah. I hear some things that I disagree with, but I like that people are still willing to talk about them yeah. in a really civilized way. Yeah, you don't need to be in an echo chamber that just you know, repeats your own opinion back at you. Like, that doesn't help anybody, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no gatekeeping please. (laughs) Well, thank you again for joining me today. It has been so fun having you. Please tell our listeners where they can find you on the socials and feel free to plug your shows too. Cool. You can find me on the Lower Decks podcast, Rarely Going. Despite Lower Decks not being on, we have a couple of more episodes planned before the show actually premieres. So the next one is about Lower Decks, the episode, and kind of comparing it a bit to Good Shepherd. And then we're going to talk a bit about the animated series because everybody loves a bit of animated kirk and spock nice in terms of me personally you can find me on twitter under nemesis 4909 which is not a star trek reference initially Uh, i had the handle before that it's more resident evil related because i love resident evil 3 it's one of my favorite games of all time oh you can find me as well under my website's twitter handle at neil before blog on facebook too do reviews of things so at the moment we're covering agents of shield and the hundred and there's a podcast attached to that too so 
check us out there. Nice. Thanks again for being here, Craig. My pleasure. It was really good reading back these comments. I think um, it's, it's just great hearing people talking about new Star Trek again because I know we've had a couple of years of it, but at the same time, it's sometimes it's just retreading the same old stuff that we've all seen a hundred times. So it's good to get kind of fresh water, so to speak. Right. And listeners, I'm just going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag for the next topic on Open Channel. I'm going to make I'm going to make a post, but what I'm going to ask you next time is who is your favorite Star Trek character of all time? But there's going to be a caveat. You cannot pick any of the main captains. It's got to be somebody else. Look for that post coming soon. I'm going to bet that Garrick will be high on that list. You you are the second person to say that. <laughs> Listeners, don't pick Garrick. No, pick Garrick if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, I've put money on it, so definitely pick it. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, Worf is mine, I would say. Okay, my, cool. My favorite. Well, look out for the post, and then you can comment on it. Yeah, I'll put together <laughs> a, a thesis on why I like Worf. <laughs> Great. Listeners, it has been such a joy to read and discuss your comments today, and I am so thrilled that you're a part of this Star Trek family conversation. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek. And join our listeners group on Facebook by typing the Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. We here at Sweet Media are so excited about all the incredible new content we're cooking up for you. Keep a lookout for my conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter. And thank you for listening to Open Channel. Channel open, standing by. Happy birthday! This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Hollow Sweet Media programs. Loading Hollow Sweet Preview Program for Starbase One, a Star Trek online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning the structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase One. Welcome to Starbase One. I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Loading Suite preview program for... The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. During the whole lockdown around the world, Enterprise is having a surge in popularity. I don't know if you've seen it. That's what I've been hearing. It's crazy, like the Facebook groups, Twitter, everyone is talking about Enterprise. And I didn't realize so many Trek fans had never even watched it. It's nuts. People call themselves lifelong Trekkies who've never watched it and are loving it now. I said to someone a week or two ago, I said, look, I'm so glad that you're finally getting around to watching it and enjoying it. But where were you guys (laughs) 15 years ago when we needed did you when the show was on the edge and then ultimately got cancelled computer deactivate holosuite